Leslie Golden was a pole dancer in small town Texas with a teeny Instagram following until a whirlwind weekend in LA where she blew up online. From there, she entered a new world, one where partying in LA mansions, jet-setting to Thailand, and getting glammed up for brand campaigns was all part of a day's work. Leslie is just one of many influencers who got famous on the internet and then tried to flip that clout into a whole new life. On This Blew Up, I'm going to show you how social media stardom is made, from the spawn con to the content houses, and how it all adds up to a new kind of fame that's not always as glamorous as it looks. When attention is the ultimate currency, what lengths will you go to to get it? And who's going to want a piece of your success? From the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Alyssa Bereznak. You can listen to This Flew Up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with Halloween streaming recommendations, Beetlejuice, and Celebrity Hot Wings. <laughs> Spicy pod for you. Yeah. <laughs> Hollow Weekend action. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So we're checking in with Hollow Weekend streaming recs. My first recommendation, you wouldn't necessarily guess, is like Halloween themed. And I did kind of misunderstand what we were doing, but I can back it up. And I have chosen to recommend Dairy Girls. Um, the third season just uh, dropped on Netflix. Really good. And I'll sell you on it by very fall vibes. Northern yeah. Ireland, pretty much always cold and like kind of rainy. Just eternal like fall, really. Cozy <laughs> vibes up there pretty much all year round. The last season especially is like, 
winter-esque. And they do end up dressing up, not for Halloween, but there are costumes involved, which I felt like kind of count. There you go. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mm -hmm. in general, it was a series finale, so it's done. Very easy to just watch all in one go. Great with a family member. Watch it with my mom. So if you are choosing to stay in, maybe with like family and just like want to hang, great show to put on. Family friendly. Great reckless. Love it. Thank you. Um, Okay. And then my second one, this is more for me who's really missing like a Halloween house party. Haven't been to one in many a years pre-COVID and I'm really missing it. And I feel like that's actually an ideal Halloween plan. So just go to a friend's house. None of these bars. I'm going to brave the LA bar scene this weekend. And I'm, I'm scared. So the Friends episode, the one with the house party is like the title of it, season eight. It's perfect Halloween house party vibes. You have like the one who like dresses a little slutty and that was Monica. And there's one like the guy who goes really all out on the costume, takes up a bunch of space. Ross is Spudnik. It like has the perfect trope <laughs> of like how everyone shows up to a Halloween uh-huh. house party. You know what I mean? Yeah. So guys, you know. Also, Friends is very easy watching. So those are my two. Love it. Those are great. Yeah, I, listen, kind of a slow celebrity news week. And so I was like, what should we do? We always go to streaming racks. And actually, I need them because one, Halloween is until Monday. So like, Mm. you know, you want to get in the Halloween spirit, but like, Mm -hmm. you can't be going out every night. You know, it's the 29th, like, isn't really Halloween. Like, what are we doing here? So I personally was like, guys, tell me what I should watch this weekend. As you know, I don't like scary things, although Amelia has got that covered shortly. However, <laughs> my Halloween fall comfort content, uh, and I th- I'm sure I've said this before on, a po- on our pods, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine Halloween episodes get me every time. The Halloween heists, <laughs> they're so good. That's actually what led me to watch uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine um, oh. originally as I like mm. saw everyone talking about the Halloween episodes and I watched them and then I went back and started over from the beginning. Bob's Burgers, iconic Halloween episodes always. And actually, this is going to be controversial. I didn't put this in here, but uh, How I Met Your Mother also has some really good episodes. No, I actually used to love that show. I used to love it also. I'm not saying you should watch the season finale. I'm not saying it would be good. However, it had its moments and some of the Halloween episodes are good. Also, (laughs) in that vein of like trying to identify the comfort content sort of before it's like nostalgic comfort content, uh, I see a lot of discourse about Abbott Elementary mm-hmm. and I have not yet watched it. However, like I said, the Halloween episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine sort of sucked me into that show. And I saw that Abbott Elementary is doing a Halloween episode. So like thinking I may watch that. And then like if I'm into it, go back and start from the beginning because I've seen a lot of good things. Yeah, great show. idea. I like nice. that. Um, also, just a brief plug. Uh, the Great British Bake Off did a Halloween episode last week. So if you are not caught up on the new season... Uh, go give that a watch. We love a seasonal theme. Also, if you want to tie it into your Dairy Girls watch, there's a really old <laughs> episode of Celebrity Bake Off with the Dairy Girls mm. cast. That's one of the funniest things I've ever watched on television. Kate, I'm obsessed with that episode. It's I watched so that funny. before I watched Dairy Girls and was like, whoever these girls are, I'm in love with all of them. It's really. truly hilarious. And I, I, I've i seen like the occasional Dairy Girls episode still like, like you said, like didn't really know them. You yeah. don't need to to you enjoy don't. it. It's really funny. Dive uh, first into that. So yeah, yeah, you can tie all these together with the Great British Bake Off. I love yeah. it. That's Amelia. great. Yes. Well, I'm coming in with some scary like thriller movies. Good. Um, Good. I would say Malignant. <laughs> which is, it's from James Wan, who the guy who did, I think he's actually doing the Megan movie. And he did... Aquaman, strangely. But anyway, range, baby. Range. Exactly. Malignant is 
just a wild ride. It is creepy. It's scary, but it's also like campy too. And Annabelle Wallace is the lead in it. Um, mm. She's great. Oh, yeah. She's really good in it. Actually, everyone, it's just like, it's a scary, fun movie. It's one of those scary, fun movies. So highly recommend. It's on HBO Max. And great. I think it re- was, it got released last, last fall, but people really like it. I, I liked it too. So nice, that's nice. my first um, suggestion. Also, I want to throw out Thriller. I rewatched, um, oh my gosh, uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal uh, Nightcrawler movie. That Ooh. movie is creepy. Yeah. Um, mm. It's not really a horror movie. It's just like a thriller, but it's really very fun. Tense. And it's, yeah, very tense, really dark. It's just a dark film. Um, and that's kind of, it's a great getting in the mood of like, ooh, spooky. Uh, so I recommend that one. Uh, also recommend Ma, the movie yes. Ma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ma. <laughs> Ma is iconic and Octavia Spencer deserved an Oscar for that role. I'm I'm deadly serious. I know um, you are. <laughs> it's so, she's so good. There's a scene. I Oh my God, no spoilers, but she has like a gun and she like pulls it on the kids. And then she's like, just kidding. This doesn't even work. I, I just I die every single time. She's so good in this movie and she's perfect as like this creepy lady who wants to befriend all these kids and she's like hosting them in her basement. And they're like, we're going to Ma's basement. And it's just, it's it's a wild ride from start to finish. And there are some twists and it gets memed a lot too. Yeah, so if you're into memes, into you know, the I love memes, the memes. Exactly. You got to watch Ma to really get the full context. So yeah, right. Ma's great, great, funny, nice. scary film. Um, nice. And then finally, Sinister, which was released 10 years ago, starring Ethan Hawke. It is one of the scariest movies I've seen in theaters. Scary. That one is genuinely like terrifying. Yeah, I'm not touching that one. Yeah. Okay. Understandable. Yeah. yeah this Pass, one's like, it's not but... even fun at all. It's just genuinely <laughs> scary. Sorry. Right. For the, not for though, the faint like of heart. Right. You're a part of a demographic that likes really scary movies. There's a lot of you people out there. You're just outnumbered, unfortunately. In the pot. <laughs> Kate and I are chickens. Yeah. Tough crowd. Um, but those are actually very good Halloween recommendations. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, like go out and drink at bars, you guys. I don't know. But eh. if you're saying in like me, this is yeah. what you can do. Exactly. Okay, next category, not worth the tea. This week in social media and relationship news. There's a modge podge this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Amelia. It is. And let me tell you, Matthew Perry has been making the rounds because his book uh, got released, which good for him. I'm happy for him mm-hmm. that, you know, he's telling his story. However... I'm not so happy that he has to drag Keanu Reeves through the mud because it was revealed that he randomly went after Keanu Reeves. Like these two have never been in like anything together, but this is what he said in his memoir. Why is it that the original thinkers like River Phoenix and Heath Ledger die, but Keanu Reeves still walks among us? That's a pushing death on someone for a drive by (laughs) for Keanu. Like, why would you? And here's the thing this is how you know Matthew Perry has never been online. Because, like, of all the people to go after, you do Mm. not go after Keanu Reeves. He has legions, legions of people ready to kill for him at any opportunity. He's the internet's favorite person who has never done anything wrong that we know of. Yes. And, like, this could not be more stupid of Matthew Perry. Did you see the second quote, Amelia, down below where he gets at him again? And he says, quote, I punched a hole through Jennifer Aniston's dressing room wall when I found out Keanu Reeves walks among us. He's like trying to be funny, but I'm like, I am. I mean, like, I can't even tell the tone. I don't see. Yeah, exactly. That's the the book. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just like, he what, had to what apologize is your problem? Today, he did actually. apologize. Yeah, he oh, was he like, well, I probably now he like really hates Keanu. <laughs> I mean, but like of all people, I just I know. Why are you so unhinged, Matthew Perry? Like, calm down. What did he? Sorry that he has the career you wanted. I do think that I'm not defending him at all, but I remember there was an era before like Keanu, nice guy Keanu was his thing where like people did make jokes about how he's a bad actor. Oh, sure. And like, um, I remember my dad, not to call it my dad, oh. but there's some <laughs> joke that he used to like say where they talked about like Hawaiian names. Mm. And the joke was that like Keanu means like handsome actor who can't act or something oh. like in not really, but like that was the gist of it. And I think there was like for a while, like a running joke about how he's a bad actor. However, again, Matthew Perry, go online one time and you'll see that he's not. I mean, also, there was another, I think it was like Francis Ford Coppola, one of the Coppolas had a quote this week about Keanu acting in Dracula and how his English accent was terrible. And he was like, damn, I didn't care. Damn. Cause like it's Keanu. Like you don't care. That's my guy. Like right. he came in, he tried his best. He was trying yeah. too hard really, which is why yeah. it didn't turn out well. And they're like, I would cast him again. Cause it's Keanu damn. and he's, he did yeah. his best and he's a great guy and you love to watch him. I was like, thank you, Francis. That's yeah. what you say about Keanu Reeves. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, why go on this diet? Like, you look crazy, Matthew Barry. Yeah. Sorry. Really uncalled for. Terrible so idea. Uncalled for. Worst person to go after. <laughs> yes. yes. Wow. Uh, this is incredibly random, but <laughs> a lot of directors out there talking about movies and actors this week. And mm-hmm. uh, there was a uh, interview with like the full cast of Avatar 2, which comes out at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how, you know, Avatar 2, it's been a long time since the first one. Came out in 2009. It was like the biggest movie in the world ever. And obviously it took a long time to get here. So everyone's been asking why, basically. And mm-hmm. this is apparently something that people knew. I did not know this. The reason it ha- it took so long was because from 2009 to 2012, James Cameron was constructing a submarine designed to take him to the bottom of the Mariana Trench alone, especially designed single man submarine to be the first person to reach the bottom of the Mariana Trench. And he did it. In March 2012, and Sigourney Weaver was like, we kept thinking, I hope he survives to make a new movie. Because he was literally like deep sea exploring, like going I where no man has gone before. And then awe of that. I, have I know. Not, Liz Kelly, I did not you, read that piece in the outline until just this very moment. And then the quote, that's... You're on record as saying we need to explore the Mariana Trench and or other areas well, of I our seas. How do you feel? Well, I guess we finished it. We like explored it. Well, James he did. Cameron, One guy did. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that's isn't that like very historic? Like yeah. James Cameron is now just going to be in history books because he was so committed to Avatar. He's going to yeah. be in. So he was. Him. Yeah, he was the first person to reach the bottom of the Mariana Trench alone. Uh, the only other people to do this was in 1960, the U.S. Navy. Uh, oh, two, wow. sent two people down. Gosh. Yeah, it took him like forever. And he tweeted from the bottom. Oh, uh, cool. He tweeted in March 2012. <laughs> oh, cool. Just arrived at the ocean's deepest point. Point is Wait. abbreviated. Hitting bottom How? never felt so good. Can't wait to share what I'm seeing with you. Oh my. Like deep How? challenge. I don't know. There's Wi-Fi down there. How the hell did he do Unclear. that? Unclear. Unclear. <laughs> so confusing. Maybe he did it when he got back up, but he said like mm. just arrived at the ocean's deepest point. So like, oh, okay. I don't, you would Kate, think. <laughs> the fact that you didn't put this in unanswerable questions so that we could talk about for 15 minutes straight is so <laughs> yeah. rude. The fact that I we know. just have to move, move on. on. No. I actually, this next one is a rich text as well. So I apologize. Okay. <laughs> uh, this Go is ahead. this week in social media. Taylor Swift's album came out on Friday. Mm. We haven't talked about it at all. It's good. It's fine. There are some that are really good. The rest of it are like good. And then there are a couple that I'm like, I don't ever need to hear this again. 
but overall I've been enjoying it. And there's a song called Mastermind, um, mm. which is, I assume about Joe Alwyn. I assume most of them are about her, about him, where she talks about kind of like nothing was by chance. It was all planned. I saw you and I made you mine. And it's like a little bit like a play on kind of like, you know, I, this was all by design. I'm a mastermind. <laughs> like I, I brought our relationship about on purpose, even though you think it just happened. Got it. So it's turned into a TikTok trend where girls are posting, quote, their boyfriend acquisition stories and all of the insane things that they did to find this boy, realize they like him, and then make him like them. So, I mean, there are all sorts of examples. Some of them are like, oh, I went on his Spotify. I learned his favorite songs. I pretended they were my favorite songs. Um, there, some of them are more insane where it's like, I strategically planned our wedding for our wedding vows. Like I planned the first thing I said to him so that I could use them in our wedding vows later on. Like other ones are like, Oh, I went into his Instagram and like looked at his likes and tried to look the same way as the models he was liking on Instagram. All of these things that these girls did, which here's my thing. I'm not above this to a degree. Mm, I love mm -hmm. to social media creep. I want to mm -hmm. learn things about people. Sure. But I don't really do anything with them. The fact that they then are like, are going to these lengths when I'm like, these boys, they don't care if they're not noticing <laughs> any of this. You know, yeah. that's where, that's where they lose me. And also I would never admit to it on TikTok. That's <laughs> the other thing. Yeah, I that's would take this to my grave if I, yeah. Right. yeah. If I, if you went this. some of these lengths, I didn't even get into some of the crazy ones. Like these girls really, did mastermind their that's current and their funny. current relationships. Like these are the men yes. they're currently with. Yeah, that's, that's wild. To note. This isn't yeah. a red flag for them. It's uh, giving Haley Bieber, you know, it's, she, she really mm. manifested that. Yeah, I, I'm impressed. Did. I'm not saying that negatively. Like I'm genuinely I'm also impressed. impressed by many of these. And again, like, you know, I love to social media creep, but um, this is, it's, it's, it's turning into a thing. And I'm also like, don't reveal our secrets too, you know, like <laughs> yes. pull back a little bit, you guys. Yes. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, very good stuff out of yeah. you, Kate. My Thank you. next couple are so lame, but <laughs> we'll talk okay. about them nonetheless. Okay. So originally this was in the outline. I highlighted it pink, my color, and then I added my own comment. So I'll tell you <laughs> in the outline, it says, Jacob Elordi, you will never be sweaty Elvis. Whoever wrote that, I'm guessing it was Amelia. And it then, wasn't me. I, I swear <laughs> to God, it wasn't me. I bet okay, it was Kaya, maybe. actually. Oh my she God. She likes to add things in when All she thinks we're you. not filling it out enough. It was me. <laughs> yeah, it was Kaya. Freaking betrayed. Okay. And then I wrote, give him a shot. Okay. Because here's the deal. I can't believe it. I know we talked a lot about the Elvis movie. There's another Elvis movie coming. Oh, no. Um, it's actually, this is funny. We, I don't think we've like named this person twice in a pod ever. Sofia Coppola is doing mm. a biopic about Priscilla Presley's life. Okay. So it's about Priscilla, everybody. So Jacob Elordi is there to be just a side character. Um, <laughs> anyway, but he will be playing Elvis. Um, and it's based on her memoir, I guess, Elvis and me. And I know she wasn't, I actually never watched the Elvis movie. I always wanted to, but apparently she wasn't a focal point in that movie. This is her chance to shine right. is what Good for her. they're saying. Anyway, he looks fine. Okay. <laughs> he looks okay. I think it's, I think it was the lighting. I think we got very choice photos of Austin Butler while he was playing Elvis. And these are more like paparazzi. Mm. He's in the broad daylight in the sun. We're not sure how this is going to turn out. Um, it's like but those I, Rami Malek, um, Freddie Mercury photos where he was had those teeth in and everyone yeah. was like, yikes. 
<laughs> You're right. You never know. It's too you soon to tell. I he, say, he looks good in this uh, this striped shirt with the hair. The wig is bad. The wig is tough. But he's got like his hair down a little more like cal- like off, you know, off the yes. books. You know what? Casual. He Obviously, these people know what they're doing. But what I will right. say is maybe the fatal flaw of like the costume and makeup of this at least one photo I'm looking at mm-hmm. is his Jacob Elordi's eyebrows are the exact same shade of dark as the hair. And you always got to go lighter on the eyebrows just a bit. It's and so that true. was Austin Butler. It's he had like kind of dark brown and then black. He also had like the eyeliner. Uh, like Austin Butler yes. was like, was like Boz Lerman Elvis where he's like, he doesn't yeah. have to look, you know, I mean, he looks like him, but like he can be kind of like, well, like extra sexy. He's an in- yeah. This is, of Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, uh, yeah, the there's, eyebrows there's are too room. dark. As soon as you said that, you're so right. <laughs> the eyebrows. There, are too dark. there is room for more sweaty Elvises, Elvis eyes in this world. Okay. Right. Next piece of relationship news. I'm back talking about like old former bachelor faves of mine. Love it. But Dean and Kaylin, uh, from many years past, God, it's actually it's Rachel Lindsay's season where Dean came oh, from. Wasn't right. It? Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh my God. Wow. Made final okay. four. Yeah. Hometowns. Um. And then who I can't even really remember where Kaylee came from. I think maybe Colton. Regardless. Colton's, yeah. They met on Paradise, broke, I don't know. They like kind of were on and off. And then, but they've mm-hmm. been very solidly dating for the last couple of years. Yeah. Not gonna lie. I was kind of dubious of this relationship. <laughs> Dean is like very much free spirit, traveling yeah. around the world, kind of like can't be tied down. Living but in a van. Stayed, yeah. They have stayed together. They seem very much in love. And now they're engaged. Mm-hmm. Um which is very cute. Although, Amelia, did you read that Dean bought Kaylin a 4.5 carat emerald cut diamond and then lost it? No! <laughs> in his junk drawer in the garage so that he had to get a second one. Wow, that's Wait, typical but Dean, if you I know it's like. in there. He, he can't find it. I don't really know the story. Anyway, <laughs> oh it's lost. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really- That seems uh, on brand. It's really cute. And like, I just, it was kind of a surprise success story, yeah. I think. Totally. Um, so yeah, that's that. Well, that's good. Good for them. They're they, yes. I like them. They're sweet and they aren't, you know, you know, they don't like I, anybody. They're just that like, is key. That is key. They're not being forced yeah. on us, which I <laughs> yes. appreciate. Yes. Um, and then speaking of surprises, I think this didn't happen this week, but we didn't talk about it. So I'm gonna talk about it now. Do you guys remember Sophia and Rosie from yes. the Ellen show yeah. from a hundred thousand years yes. ago? Yes. Yes. That did Nicki Minaj's um, Super Bass song and blew yep. up. Anyway, Sophia is pregnant. Now. I can't. Wow. But I thought originally I was like, oh my God, I'm so old. Like, no, she's 19. So we're not that old. Okay. Like, it's it was a young more, pregnancy. It was a younger sure. okay. pregnancy. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Wait, okay. On this note, did you guys see Jacob Tremblay this week? Yeah. Remember Jacob Tremblay oh, from Room? Yes, yes, yes. yes he, of course. I'm going to send the picture. He's 16. That he showed quick. up on a red carpet with, I had it ready to go when I realized what you were talking <laughs> I was about. Say, that was pretty interesting. I, uh, okay. He is, like, he is 16. He's he like looks, seven years. He looks completely okay, so maybe different. We are completely old. different. And I oh was like, God. wow, I, I'm the Crips Keeper. Like, I'm so old. Also, okay, great so we, eyebrows. I was going to say the old. eyebrows look good. Amazing. Okay. But yeah, we're all really old. Can confirm. Okay. Uh, last one, Amelia. Oh, yes. Uh, last update. Uh, this will be quick, but Rihanna is returning. Um, she has a new song coming out. Well, it'll be if this podcast comes out on Friday, which it does, obviously, Um, it'll be out. Uh, it's called Lift Me Up. It's for the Black Panther soundtrack. And wow. finally, 
Why are you listening to us when you could be listening to Rihanna? (laughs) Actually, you know, listen after this. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Huge. Uh, Huge day. This is huge. huge. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Okay, so our cringe mode for this week, very Halloween themed. We did Beetlejuice, um, originally released in 1988. Amelia, you can fill us in more about the other iterations. Had no idea there was a TV show or anything <laughs> okay. of that nature. Anyway, Kate, would you like to do the plot of Beetlejuice? I would. Beetlejuice, first of all, I had no idea what this movie was about. <laughs> Same. <laughs> we'll circle back to that several times later on. But when in almost completely blind... Because uh, I think I thought it was scarier than it was. So I've just avoided yeah. everything about it my entire life. Um, sure. But Beetlejuice revolves around a couple, Gina Davis, Alec Baldwin. You think they're just like on a nice vacation. Uh, they swerve to avoid hitting a dog. They drive their car into a lake and they die. And they don't realize they're dead until they go back to their house and they see a handbook for the recently deceased. They realize they're dead. A new family tries to move into their home, which they're still stuck in and inhabiting as ghosts. And basically, they try to get rid of the co- the family. Winona Ryder's like the daughter. She's like freaky. She can see them. She's like spooky. Um, and they hire Beetlejuice, played by Michael Keaton, mm. uh, who is like a bio exorcist to basically scare this family out of the house. Eventually, Beetlejuice becomes like the main problem himself. It's like a whole thing. Uh, and the ghosts end up happily ever after with small Winona Ryder as like one creepy, happy family. Yeah. Perfect. That was great. Good job, Kate. Uh, Let's do the highlights, Amelia. Yes, highlight. I would say I just, I love the stylization of Tim Burton's films. And this film is a Tim Burton film from the little kind of animated, kind of 
like CG, early CGI, whatever it is, like sand monsters and even mm-hmm. Beetlejuice himself. Like it just like everything about it was like, yes, like that kind of fun, gothic quirkiness yeah. that he has. Yeah. His like films. whimsical, but creepy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it's a Tim Burton film and it's it's going to be fun. And I just mm-hmm. I, I love his movies. And this movie just felt like, yes. All right. Love it. Agreed. Tis the season. Um, it all worked. Exactly. I also say another highlight of this is that when I saw it the first time, which was actually like with a well, past like month or so, um, I thought it was going to be like a lot of Beetlejuice because the, the movie obviously is called is named Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. But there was not as much Beetlejuice as I expected. And honestly, thank you, because Mm-hmm. He is really over the top and that's the character, but <laughs> yes. it does wear on you after a while. And I can only imagine if the whole film was like centered around him, it would have been like, okay, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I need to shut this off. So they did a really good job balancing the amount of Beetlejuice we actually have to watch, I guess. Yeah, agreed. He doesn't even come in until like 47 minutes into the movie. Uh, I said like 47 minutes. It's 47 minutes. I looked at <laughs> I was it. Gonna say, I was going to say, what? That wasn't an estimation. Uh, yeah. And it, I like how it shifts around various perspectives. Like mm-hmm. you start with the couple. You think, I mean, or at least I did. You think they're like the main characters. They die. Mm-hmm. They're still the main characters. The new family gets announced. Then you kind of move to like the new family's perspective. You're seeing them do things that like yeah. the ghosts aren't seeing, you know, like it's not all mm-hmm. from their point of view. Then Beetlejuice gets introduced like and, and then it kind of like swap, swaps around everyone for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fun. It keeps it fresh and like wacky. And totally. I totally agree. Also, Catherine O'Hara is such an iconic <laughs> frazzled mom. <laughs> and I have never seen this movie, but I've seen Home Alone. Obviously, I watched Shit's Creek. Like I, she just does. She's been doing it well, I guess, her entire career. <laughs> I guess she's the stepmom. And it's like a little she's more like a little more evil, but not really. I never actually but I went on a ride or the child doesn't really like her, but she's so good. And then generally the family dynamic was so much better than it like had to be. I found them so entertaining. Just the three of them alone, adding all these other talented people like was great. But Mm -hmm. the three of them, I think held it down. Um, The dad is Jeffrey Jones, who is the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, Obviously, he was really funny. He was (laughs) great. And I feel like some of those dads kind of like fall flat in those types of movies. Anyway, they worked really well um, together and had great chemistry. Totally. Yes, agreed. Also, Catherine O'Hara serving some great looks in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Just without needing to. She just is. It's who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's always a really funny bit in a movie when like there's a ton of like bureaucracy or administrative policy or like forms like in some sort of alternate reality, like, you know, yeah. like Monsters, Inc. It's like, oh, actually, this isn't just people popping. Like there's it's a whole business and like yeah. a good place and like Whenever they, you know, somebody dies, like in this movie, they die and then they're like, oh, well, you have to fill out this form and you have to apply and this is your caseworker and this is your consultant, like for getting, you know, getting the people out of your house. And it's just always a really good bit when they're like waiting in line with like the other ghosts or like, Mm -hmm. you know, they're like, "Eh." and everyone's annoyed always. Like no one wants to stand in line no matter (laughs) the situation ever. (laughs) Um, So I just thought it was funny. I agree. Um, Last highlight, I was just going to call out one specific dinner or scene that revolves around a dinner party that I think is actually obviously quite iconic, very well known and like frequently played, I guess, from Beetlejuice, but I never seen it in full and obviously watching the movie in its entirety made it more fun. Um, But it's when they are, 
the family that lives in the house is hosting a dinner party with all these like stuffy other people to prove that they're ghosts um, living mm-hmm. in their house. And then they all slowly kind of get taken over by the banana boat song. And they like, with uh, how do I say this? Like they just, not were possessed in an evil way, but just they like couldn't help. They start moving and singing right. and they kind of like all come together and have this like very theatrical, wild, wacky performance, I'll call it. <laughs> yes. Um, and Kate, I'm curious if you made it through with your second hair embarrassment because I was like, oh, because oh, it's yeah. like very large, exaggerated movements and without, yeah. you know, without control. But I thought it was very entertaining. It was great. I did smash the 10 second skip button a little bit yeah. through that scene. It was it was a close <laughs> call, I but I think I got the gist of it. It was very entertaining. That's what I thought. OK, let's do low lights, Amelia. Honestly, I don't really have that. I kind of had to scrounge around for a low light because <laughs> I just like this movie. And it was also only like 92 minutes. So love it. <laughs> yep. Love that. Um, but I guess not everything needs a reason. But why can Ren- Winona Ryder see Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis and no one else? I didn't get that. Yeah, she tries. She's like, I myself am strange and unusual. But it's like, OK, are you? You're like 11. <laughs> You know, <laughs> isn't it always the thing like the children can see things that parents yeah. can hear? That, you know what okay, I mean? I feel yeah. like always, and then they lose their magic as life goes on and it gets right. Scary. Exactly. But. They're like their mind is open to the unusual. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. 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 Uh, she has like big like sort of Gen Z energy where she, she uh, just I don't know. She like thinks she's like very cool and sophisticated and but like in a yeah. in a cute way. But yeah, I just every every now and then I was like, oh, you are like a moody, strange, unusual teenager. Yeah. Also, Amelia, I think this was the Tim Burton style that you were talking about before. I actually haven't watched any other of his movies, but that alternate world and reality Mm. that they, Gina Davis accidentally kind of steps into and they get lost in for a bit and Alec Baldwin is there too, is, and this is probably the exact style you're, but it's kind of like, like my own nightmares a little bit. Yeah, totally. Spooky, like really Uh rudimentary, but also very hyper-specific at the same time, (laughs) where I always didn't like it because I was like, this feels, but that's the whole point. But I, no, a little too close. It was freaky. You're right. It was freaky. (laughs) nightmares. Um, Kate? Not really a low light. It's a personal low light. I'm embarrassed that I went through life without having any idea what this movie was about. All I knew Mm -hmm was the striped pants. Like I, something about that striped suit I knew was, I knew like if you were like draw a picture of Beetlejuice, I would have done like green hair striped outfit. (laughs) I wouldn't have known really anything else. And I'd seen like the freaky stretched out faces, but Mm. I had no idea what they were. Like I thought they were like some sort of freaky alien monster thing. And I had no context for what that was. Um, But it's like, they actually like stretch their faces out. Like it's actually like Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis, but they're like trying to, like scare, scare them. People. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And that was yucky. I didn't like that. But <laughs> I did appreciate suddenly having context. And I just felt very silly <laughs> watching this. I was like, I feel like I am very sheltered because I just I totally had agree. no idea I mean, what to expect. If anyone hasn't watched it and is listening, you just should. It's so quick. It it's is really very Halloween esque, mm-hmm. like probably yeah. the most I've ever seen. So yeah. Let's get through um, it. Yeah. And it was it was a pleasant surprise, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I I think I just thought it was scarier than it was. And so that was why yeah. I hadn't watched it. But it is a great, you know, Halloween streaming rack. There you go. It's on HBO Max. Um, last low light. This is a real low light. <laughs> the Banana Boat song, obviously, like, you know, historic song has been performed and like sort of redone a million times. Mm-hmm. But it will always remind me of the Jason Derulo version <laughs> that came out and was huge, like on the radio when I was in high school. Do you guys remember this song? Yes. <laughs> He redid this oh, song. Oh, Amelia, you're going to love the, it. But it, you actually have to watch this after this pod. 
he redid this okay. song. Obviously, the Banana Boat song is like Jamaican dock workers. They're like, I want to go home. You know, daylight come. I want to go home. Like, that's the lyric. He changed it where he's like in the club and it's called <laughs> Don't Want to Go Home. And it starts out and he's like, daylight come, but I don't want to go home. <laughs> and then like he does a song and then he like works in the Banana Boat song. And I just think that's iconic. It's unbelievable. And it makes me think of this song every time that I hear the original version. Great. Like, that's the version that lives in my brain now, unfortunately. Wow. Oh, God. So, that's tough. <laughs> Can't really tough. To yeah, it's something. Okay, uh, let's do age the best and the worst. Go ahead, Amelia. I would say best Michael Keaton. This was still kind of, I, I feel, I mean, and I don't, know the whole context of Michael Keaton's career, but it feels like this was kind of on the earlier end of it. And he, I did look it up and he did like a lot of comedies, but he's not really known for comedies, at least in today's, mm -hmm. uh, like if you're like our age and you, you know, weren't really around in the eighties and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. and he like does kind of serious movies. So it was fun to kind of see like, He's like he's a, he was a comedic actor, but now he's transitioned into um, serious acting or whatever, dramatic acting. And mm -hmm. but and it was just like, oh, my God, that's so it was just like crazy to see. And like, you know, obviously he's had a real resurgence within the past, you know, five, ten years. So he sure has. Yeah. Good for yeah. him. Yeah. Love him. My age the best kind of similarly is Gina Davis. She's kind of like she's had such a prolific career that it feels mm. maybe stupid to be like, she's the MVP, but she really is so talented. And this was also pretty early on, like a league of her own came after Thelma and Louise came after there's like, but she's still, I feel like so many of her roles are very iconic that you could know her from all these different places. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she was just at some Oscars or something recently presenting mm -hmm. and she looks fantastic. She's mm -hmm. also done a lot of good work for Hollywood. So I just really like her and she's a, a gem for me. Agreed. Yeah. What about worst? I would say that, so I watched the animated series. It was like one in the 90s. And I remember being like, this is fun. Um, and it was, I have like vague memories of it because it was, he, it was uh, Beetlejuice as a little cartoon character and Lydia and they were like best friends and they would just like go oh. on, uh, yeah, like weird travels in the netherworld and they were just really fun and he was like her BFF and then in this movie it's like he tries to marry her and he's all gross and I'm just like oh yeah oh so that's the real oh okay this was based on that oh I don't like that so it was kind of jarring <laughs> that is a bit yeah you know I'm sorry yeah. that they ruined no, that for you it's yeah. okay it's okay <laughs> uh this is dark but age the best in driver's oh, okay. ed when I was learning to dread as a teen <laughs> They told us in my Indiana driver's ed class, which was taught by like a very old wizened man. He was very serious about this. He was like, if you are about to hit an animal when you're driving, do not swerve. Oh. Like just hit it. Yeah. And he was telling this to a class of like horrified 15 year olds. Oh. Yeah. And he was like, don't swerve. Just hit it. Like it's more dangerous to swerve because like it leads to more significant accidents and endangers other drivers. Like don't swerve. And I think about this all the time. Like when I'm driving, I see roadkill or like, you know, if I, I generally do swerve, uh, but I did kill a chipmunk one time because I didn't swerve. However, I was horrified by this, but in this movie, they're driving and they're about to hit this little dog and they swerve and they go through a barn and out the barn and into the river and off the bridge and die. And then mm -hmm. it leads to this whole issue with Beetlejuice. <laughs> and I just think that driver's ed lesson uh, in this case, aged quite well. You ran over a chipmunk? <laughs> yeah. Early on in my my driving sorry. career. Okay, we'll need to talk about that I'm later. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was fine. 
Okay. Let's do MVP. <laughs> Amelia. <laughs> um, I would say I, again, on the Gina Davis front, I thought mm-hmm. she was great in this. Just she was the perfect like mother figure, but not too motherly. And she was really easy to root for. And she has a really likable face. And so I was She's like, so oh. comforting. She, she was, like, is the so warm comforting. motherly figure. You're right. Yes. To O'Hara, who was yes. cold and insane. Right. Yes. I'm just like, I like her. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Same thing. I mean, there's so many talented people in this movie. It's like kind of hard to pick. I picked Winona Ryder because I have not seen her this young. And she's just got it from the very moment that she is on screen. And (laughs) it's a very interesting role. But she's like so cute and just so Mm -hmm. talented and holds her own in rooms full of all adults. Like there's no other children in this movie. So did a great job. Great point. Totally. I went with Michael Keaton because I just didn't know he had this in him. Like Amelia said, Wild. with his comedic acting, I haven't right? seen him in really any any comedies, and I just did not know. And I also didn't know it was him. Like I literally yeah. until the credits didn't know that Beetlejuice was played by Michael Keaton. Again, have not. Yeah, it's wild. Know, processed yeah. a lot about this movie beforehand. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just was. I mean, he's annoying, but like he's supposed to be, and he's obviously having fun with it. And yeah, I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do lightning round questions really quickly. Whoever wrote these can ask them to the crew. It was mostly Amelia, I believe. <laughs> okay. Were you prepared for hot Alec Baldwin? <laughs> Great no, question. I was not. Were you, Kate? So Amelia told me to be prepared. Literally in Slack, she was like, get ready she for hot us. Alec Baldwin. And I was like, I can't <laughs> accept that. Like, that can't be true. Uh, and I went in and I was like, Psh. and the first 30 seconds, I was like, Damn it. Like, it really <laughs> warmed me and I doubted her and she was right. And I apologize. He is okay. extremely hot in this movie. Like distressingly. I so, know. <laughs> like he's got the glasses and the flannel Kate. and he looks really good. And I he was like, Shit. Amazing. <laughs> Amelia was right. <laughs> and he's like staring at you from underneath yeah. the glasses. It's just like, okay. All right. The glasses are doing God a lot of work, it. but they, they really, and he's got the hair. It's just it, all working. It's, I know. I know. I, no, it's distressing. It's uh, <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right, um, if you were a ghost, what song would you use to possess living people? I said, oops, I did it again. I think it'd be fun to like mm. just have people dance to that. But yeah, that's yeah. great. Thank I you. Uh, I was there are a lot of K-pop songs that are like vaguely demonic. <laughs> yeah. And like it's a lot of Korean words. And then it's like one English word that's like demonic. And uh, I mean, not all of them, but some of them. And uh, so I picked one of those. One of my favorite K-pop songs by EXO is called Monster. And I was like, that feels pretty on the nose. Yeah. And there's choreography. So like, I was like, they could get up and like do somehow. Somehow they know the choreo (laughs) in their head inherently. (laughs) So that's good. I picked Only Time by Enya. But I I love this choice. Any Enya song because it's like otherworldly where you're like something is among us but it's not <laughs> scary like I'm not trying to harm them That's but there's something like pick. something is coming from the a other benevolent, side a benevolent <laughs> you know what I mean? ghost a yeah. presence like a presence so true That's a- yeah Wow. Yeah, that's that great. That is really good. That is a good choice. Um, okay, which actor were you most surprised to see in this movie? Kate? Sorry, I scooped myself on this one. I forgot I was saying it later. <laughs> Again, Michael Keaton had no idea he was Beetlejuice. Couldn't I agree. have told you. Uh, so good for him. Didn't know, I know until I saw the credits. Genuinely shocking. I totally agree. Um, also, I was shocked to see Alec Baldwin. I'm just like, yeah. anytime he's in a movie and it's, I'm not, okay, that's, I, I was gonna say, anytime it's a movie and it's a good one, I'm shocked, but no, I'm <laughs> kidding. He actually is in a lot of good movies. So yeah. Yeah. He, Liz, in my brain though, he like has white hair forever in my brain, you know, like, and is older. Yeah. And yeah. so I don't, I personally have not encountered him 
younger, like sure. really ever. And so it was quite jarring to see yeah. him. Yeah, totally. Like yeah. This Liz? is such a deep cut, but I'm basically speaking to my sister maybe only at this point because <laughs> this was a call from a childhood movie we loved. Glenn Shaddix is an actor who is the interior designer in this movie. Mm. And I looked him up. And this is such a 90s deep cut, but like maybe there's one person out there who has watched this. He was in a movie called Dustin Checks In and it's about a fancy hotel where there's an orangutan that steals jewelry that like runs around and wreaks havoc. And my sister and I used to watch it all the time. Don't know if she still listens to this podcast if you do that one's for you. Good way to find out. He's in this movie. We're going to find out, I guess. You've made it this far. Wow. I love that. I'm happy for both of you. (laughs) Uh, this last one was my question. You know, they die in the the bridge, whatever, and they're stuck in the outfits that they were wearing. And in mm. Gina Davis's case, it's not the most flattering floral dress, uh, which led me to wonder if you had to get stuck as a ghost in one outfit, spend the rest of eternity just hanging out mm. in one outfit. Great question. I personally, I first I was like, do I want to pick something scary? Mm. But I don't own anything scary. Like I would not realistically right. be wearing something Right. That I would want my ghost to like look cool in. So I just went right, with the right, same right. thing. I really my uniform, which I was wearing as I typed this in the office, uh, which is just like black jeans, band t-shirt, jean jacket, sneakers. Get the job done. I love it. That's all yeah. I got. I I feel you. I'm going for comfort here. So probably <laughs> <Yeah>. je- <laughs> go, go jean, call. Thank you. Jean shorts, because I love shorts. Uh nice. just a t-shirt, sweatshirt, and honestly, some Birkenstocks. Hell yeah. I got to be comfortable in the eternity. afterlife. Yeah, and yeah. you're right with the shorts and the sandals. You're a ghost. You're not going to get cold. Like you don't have to worry about temperature. Right. So thank right. you. You're set. Thank you. I want it to be very Gen Z outfit so that I look really old timey in the future. Mm. You know, when you see like mm. an older ghost. And yes. Like bonnet and like a little, I don't know what frilly 1800s dress. I'm going really Gen Z so that I look really out of date when I not haunt people, but come through Enya and they see me. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking like cargo pants, not like a mini tee because it is eternity and I want to, I do want to be comfortable. So maybe like oversize everything, some like big mm. chunky sneakers. Yeah. I don't know what, I'm still kind of out of touch with Gen Z, but something <laughs> like that. I would look at whatever the teens are wearing at yeah. that time. Go on then, like Shein and like yes. get whatever. If I had the wherewithal yeah. to think about that before I turn into a ghost. Yeah. That'd be ordering. Great okay, idea. Anyway, um, happy Halloween. We have one more category before we wrap. Tea times unanswerable questions. Okay, so I got duped by just Jared again. Um, but my <laughs> question always. is I read this before we started and I was like, did you read it? <laughs> I did, Kate. Okay. But okay, I <laughs> it's fine. Okay. The question is: are you guys down to throw yourselves a wedding? For your birthday, like not actually get married, but like it's a wedding and it's a birthday party. And Mm. to my credit, just Jared's headline was Jennifer Garner reveals she threw herself a wedding for her 50th birthday and then talks about being labeled as nice. So I'm like, oh, great. Perfect. Click into it. This comes from a town and country magazine that they grabbed this headline from. And to which just Jared, I say F you because she didn't talk about throwing herself a wedding for her 50th birthday. There was like three words. Turns out she was just talking about a big party. And then and even, you know, it's nice for Jennifer Garner, but it turned into like a charity event. Yeah, they it got worse. Up backpacks <laughs> Content-wise. For her birthday. And so now she does I was say it was like a wedding. Like to be fair, but she just no doesn't details. explain why. Yeah, she doesn't explain so, why that is. 
pretty misleading if you ask me just Jared. Uh, anyway, the question stands. Let's say you were to throw yourself. Would you do it for your birthday? Does that sound fun to you? What do you guys think? I've had friends that did like a fake wedding to each other for a party one time. It was like mm. a gay guy and then a straight girl who were friends and they like did a fake wedding. That was fun. Fun. Mm-hmm. Um, just like as an excuse to have a party for a birthday. Birthdays are such a solo thing that I don't yes. know how you would really make it into a wedding in a way that makes sense. You know? Well, yeah. maybe yeah, if would you about you shared a birthday with like someone you're not related to, which oh, is not me. Yeah. And like, then you like have a double birthday and then it's like wedding theme. Cause there's both two of you that you're <laughs> celebrating. I'm trying to make sure it doesn't really make sense. I don't know that I would do it. Cause I can't think of a way that it would really make sense, but maybe yeah. parties are Amelia? fun. I mean, I think I'm always, when it comes to this, I always think of like, remember Barbara Corcoran from the sharks, the shark tank lady. Oh, and her funeral <laughs> party. <laughs> Love that lady. Funeral yeah. party. Yeah. I think a funeral <laughs> party might be more fun than a yeah. wedding party. See, that's like a celebration but of you. But you still get so yeah. much yeah. about yourself no matter what. So then it's right. like, yeah. I would rather, rather that. Mm-hmm. All right. So Plus, no one's single, single pop then out of a coffin. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I a funeral know. makes more sense for a birthday because you're like getting older, you know. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's it's so like kind of dark. dark. <laughs> the, the dual <sighs> element of the wedding does not go with a birthday, in my opinion. But Okay, fine. So the answer Sorry. is no. <laughs> well, Amelia, what's your question? Their own. Sorry. Um, okay, so Katy Perry, Katy Perry, who, you know, I love her, I guess. I mean, no, I do. I genuinely like her. She just is like a lot sometimes. So in her Las Vegas residency, she, someone caught on video a moment where she's like, she's just ended the set, I guess, or a song. And her eye goes into quote unquote, a glitch. And she has to like, she like, it's, it's like, you know, those dolls where the eyes like close. It looked kind of like that on one of the eyes. And, yep. and then and she had to like kind of like touch the temple and like have it move. And so it was like kind of blinking back and forth. And and people were like, oh, my God, it's the clone robot, Katy Perry. We're seeing the real her. And like people went crazy and and are now, you know, I'm sure there's been like 20 YouTube videos that have published about how she's like a clone or a lizard person. And I'm just like, is this a glitch or are we just really thirsty for conspiracy? I think we're thirsty. And I think it was purposeful. So I watched this because I was like, if Katy Perry has something wrong with her face, then we probably should make fun of it. And so I watched it. And to me, it looks very purposeful. It was like, I think it's very clearly like she was like, this would be a funny thing to do. And so she like, yes. And like, it is like, I can't blink one eye without in the way that she does it here where like the rest of your face is totally still. And she just kind of like winks and then like tap, tap. And then like, I think she's purposely trying to do something like robotic and like funky and weird. I'm not saying it makes sense, but it it is like a, I think it was like a performance choice. Lest we forget she was throwing pizza Pizza slices in a club. Scalding hot pizza. I think she's trying to make headlines. Like I think she totally, and I think she did it on purpose. She did. But That Again, is like, that's her thing. Like, it. you know, she loves when people are like, she's Paula Dean. Like, right. They have the same face. Or like, she's John Benet Ramsey. And, like, she loves that. <laughs> we stuff. are so bored as a society. <laughs> We're so know, bored. So uh, but I yeah. do love like weird Katy Perry content. And she's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. It, it was, you know, it's fun. It's harmless. So. It is. Kate, um, question? All right. My final question. Uh, Kate Blanchett went on Hot Ones this week to celebrate mm. Tar 
Tar, I, have I you love seen Kate it? Blanchett. You know, I'm a fake fan and I haven't yet. But I love <laughs> I hate I hate leaving my apartment. And all these movies I would watch I if they it. were on my TV. Uh, Seems really I'll intense. See it. I'm gonna see it soon. It does seem very intense. It's also very long. So sorry. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, but I love Kate Blanchett. I did watch her 20 minutes hot ones interview. I don't really watch hot ones super often. Mm-hmm. Um, same. My question is kind of a weird match, right? Like you don't really think Oscar winning actress Kate Blanchett hot ones like that makes sense as content what is the weirdest slash best celebrity that you would want to see on hot ones sort of in this vein of like oh they probably would never go on uh but they should yeah this is my great question it is my answer is paul hollywood not to bring it back to (laughs) bake off but if you watch that show every time there's like the slightest bit of chili powder he like does this exaggerated like "Uh, uh, 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 i can't taste anything but the chili it's like okay (laughs) fucking chill out Paul Hollywood, relax. I would love to see him go on that show and his fake tan just slowly melt off. Right. And I would love to see if he cries. Um, yeah. yeah. Amelia, do you have That's an answer? answer. Uh, no, I just, I think this is a great idea, especially since Prue just got a whole profile in the New Yorker. So Paul needs to up his game. He needs to go he on does. that one. Yeah. My only problem with this is like, they actually have a lot of like very in-depth questions. Like it's actually a really in-depth interview. And mm. I don't need to hear Paul Hollywood talk about anything for that long. Okay. I have an answer. Maybe. And maybe. it's similar to Kate Blanchett. But I do think taking a very serious actor and oh, putting nice. them in this is like yeah. a really funny idea. I think yeah. Nicole Kidman yes. could be good oh, that for be multiple fun. reasons. Because yeah. she's so buttoned up in a good, like, she's a very, very composed, yeah. very composed mm. celebrity. But also, hot ones, eating that kind of food really makes you like your face do. I kind of oh just want to see what happens. She would turn bright red. And then just oh, like, you know, like how many emotions can she still make? You know what I mean? This would push yes. her to her limits of like her facial expressions. So yeah. I just feel like that would be an interesting That's a great answer. You're right. We could find out like, you know, the, does the forehead move at some point? Yes. You that's know? actually, that's a, at what cost? Both yeah. of those are great answers. I think on the Nicole Kidman front has inspired me. We should get Tom Cruise to do it. Okay, I just thought oh that too. <laughs> yeah, like what would happen? I don't even know. What, what would happen? happen? Like literally what would happen? I don't know. Right. Would he That's like, freaky. like would he even react? Would he like see it as like his right. next great challenge? <laughs> right. Like not exactly. to show fear? Yes, you know? exactly. Would he like combust? I don't know. I don't know either. It was funny. Kate Blanchett was like, do people throw up? Like, and they were like, not on the set. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's actually kind of shocking. You would think yeah. more people would throw up. I know. She was like, I'll try not to be the first. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I do want to see Tom. Tom Cruise is a great answer. Yeah, this is good. Just Running for on a science. spooky note for a yeah. Halloween episode. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> there you go. Happy Halloween, all of you guys. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you to our producer, Kaya McMullen. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. Go listen to Rihanna. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.